Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yep, it's another trilogy. Two trilogies in one series. That's insane, Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. City Scrapper, a.k.a. Perry Venus. Yes, it is insane, I coolly reply, whilst gently fist-bumping a passing homelessman. You're in Crime Club, where the cocaine is speed and the speed is plant fertiliser, where the vodka is paint stripper and the paint stripper is out of stock and has been for some time. You tuck quietly, flash your genitals in annoyance, and leave for B&Q. Yes, that one. The one next to the new Ikea. Pirate was in the army, then in the military jail, then in the drug game, then in civilian jail. Dodgy Dave was in a pub toilet having a fight over a spilt drink, then inside, got given a ten, well unfair. In volume one, you'll hear about Pirate's army time and Dodgy Dave's fateful fisticuffs and subsequent trial. Let's meet them in an uptown pub garden now. I guess we're going to start with you. Have you got a fake name, by the way? <laughs> Do you want me to give you one? The pirate. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we call you the, fuck it, yeah, we call the pirate. The yeah. pirate. When I left school, I joined the army because I thought, oh, you know, I had a bit of a shit upbringing, so I thought, oh, fuck it, I joined the army. So that's what I've done. And I was a little bastard, I'd get in trouble all the time. Like, I got based in Plymouth, and then I just, well, they ended up shipping me out of the unit because I was always out with my civvy mates, always fighting. So, I ended up at this regiment. I fucking ended up getting in trouble there. So then I went on an attachment out to Iraq on Telic 4. Hang on, so you're getting in so much trouble they're like, right, you're going to Iraq basically. <laughs> yeah, but I volunteered for it because they were looking for people from other regiments to join it. Okay. So I put my name down for it. So it goes out there, fucking does the training, goes attached, there were six of us, we go to one RHA, lands out there, and uh <laughs> I fucking I grew up overnight, like I'm not gonna lie, like landed there for Billy Big Ball, like turned 18 think oh as fuck lands out there I think fucking hell you could die here like it's a realism check and then over the next two three months got fucking just grew up become a man like overnight so anyway we stayed at Basel Palace it was made up of seven palaces within this compound and like the whole site closed down one day because one of the clerks found a pair of shoes in the safe right and in this safe room there was about five ten million dollars worth of dollars that we would keep and then that was for us to pay for police and things like that we were obviously paying them their salaries and that like we were doing that until we trained the iraqi people to pay them themselves and things like that so anyway this car goes in the thing finds better sandals there next to it this guy comes back through so the catches him there 
So he's trying to rob it. Well, yeah. they don't know why he's doing it, but he's in, he's in it safe. <laughs> so then, uh, all because he forgot his fucking sandals. <laughs> so he fucking uh, counts all the money, you know, and there's like a million dollars missing. So the whole camp gets locked down. No, no one's allowed out. Nothing. Right? Everyone's searching this camp like a massive sweep of the camp, but we didn't find it. <laughs> like, they reckon that they got it out in a, in a bin truck. And that's how they reckon they got it out. Um, <laughs> so you've been done for a million fucking dollars yeah, by the Iraqi well, lads. Well, yeah, yeah, the British got robbed by them for like a million dollars. <laughs> I can't believe you're a million quid up and you go back for sandals. Shit! I love me sandals. I'm going back. Should we introduce you as a nickname, by the way. Yeah, I'm Dave. Dave, we, I mean, we've had a Dave on before, but oh, don't know why Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other Dave was called Dark Dave. But, uh, <laughs> we were Dodgy Dave, right? Dodgy Dodgy Dave, Dave. Dave. <laughs> so we talked to Dodgy Dave and the Pirates. So I'm sure someone must have got in a bit of trouble for that. Didn't Mate, you got caught there. He just got fucking sacked from his job. That was it. And it was just a British soldier. No, 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 no. He wasn't British. He, he was because what you do, you employ locally employed civilians. It's all part of hearts and minds. So you employ them to give them a job, and you're giving back. Like we had an interpreter, and he was called. Uh, What's his name? Well, it'll come to me his name in a minute, right? But he was such a nice guy. This is the second time we went. And he was such a nice guy, and he used to always go, You see? You see? <laughs> and it didn't matter what it was, he'd always say that, You see? He could fucking talk. He was fluent in French, German, English, and Italian. And I went, How the fuck did you become fluent in that? And he went, I spent 20 years in Iranian jail. He said, that's how. He said, oh, in Iranian jail? Yeah, because he got he got arrested in the first Gulf War by, uh, by Iran. Right. And then he got jailed in the first thing. But he became our interpreter um, when we were out there. So we used to, he used to come to the camp and oh. then we'd drop him home and things like that. He was, he was a nice fellow. He was fucking 60 nearly. Just started a family at 16. Fuck. <laughs> but then uh, one, one night, like when we were downsizing that camp, uh, Camp Cherokee, um, Camp uh, Basil Palace. It went down to we had about two things there, two two of the, the fucking palaces there because we were giving it back to the Iraqi people. And the team I was with, we were just escorting civilian convoys. Um, so they said to us, like, look, we're not, we got nothing on tomorrow. You come on our bar and have a drink. And it was the fucking first time we had a drink in five months. I was only like eighteen, so it goes in there. And I'll fucking never forget it, it'll haunt me forever. It was England versus Portugal, right? The Euros or World Cup. The one where fucking uh, uh, Ronaldo winked and Rudy uh, got sent yeah, off. Yeah, 2004 yeah. Euros? Euros or, no, yeah. 2006 World Cup maybe. That nah, it was no, 2004. Was it? Oh, yeah, right. 2004. And he's winked and he got sent off, right? So anyway, we were in this bar where drinking. We started on a Stella, drunk all the Stella. In the end, we were drinking gin and Coke. Like, I can't drink gin. <laughs> I can't drink Coke. Only Coke and JD I could drink now, but... Oh, it was, the, it was the worst drink ever. Anyway, we get back, we get thrown out the bar because I was going, "You Portuguese can't." And it was a multinational bar, so we gets back to the block and oh, yeah, I'm hanging. Look, I'm not gonna lie, I've never been so drunk. I don't think this sergeant major he starts shouting him off face and I've hit him. Right? Hang on, so I don't know the ranks fully, but sergeant major, sergeant, sergeant major, right? Yeah, that's high up. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. I am on the floor and off my head thumping. First time I'd ever piss myself as well. Yeah. <laughs> piss myself. I'm laying there like, I like fuck. And my mate stood over me. Like, he had to look after me. And he, I looked at him and he went, just shook his head and went, oh. And I went, what? And he went, you're in this shit. And I was like, fuck. So I get taken then to this camp called Camp Cherokee. And he goes there. We're at this camp and the fuck he goes, uh, the provost sergeant who's like in charge of discipline. He gets me out, he's an horrible little cunt. He gets me out the van and he's going, Right there, by the lamp, by 
and I have just walked at my own pace and he's getting angry and his head's getting redder and redder and I just looked at him and went oh, I ain't moving nowhere he's given me a bottle of water with diorolite in it <laughs> he's got to drink that and I was just like I just carried on walking at my own pace and he made me go around all the sangers to pick up bottles of piss where everyone pisses them at night time and that and throws them out got to the first sanger I sat down the boys were in the sanger laughing going, you fuck we ate that cunt they were going <laughs> so amazing they hated him and I was just sat there dying and he caught me about 40 minutes later and I was like I didn't have a care in the world so I went in front of the CO the commanding officer and got fucking sentenced to a month in Colleen Nick. In the glass. Oh. Yeah, in the glass. So I was about to say, the punishment was surely going to be more severe than just walking around a bit collecting. Oh, no, yeah, a lot worse than that. So fucking next minute, I don't know, I'm on a fucking plane flying back to England <laughs> to go to jail or land, eh? Is it true there are women in the glass house? Nah, is it fuck? Oh, nah. True there are women in the what? The glass house. The, there's a women's that, section of thing. Called, uh, yeah, that's what they call the military the jail. Military military. It is, don't get me wrong, it's, it's worse than normal jail. Like, we'll get it? to that later. Yeah, it's got discipline, mate. It's discipline. You're not fucking walking around with your hands down your pants on the landing. You are fucking, yeah, you're, you're not smoking that. You are fucking marching everywhere. You're on parade, you've got bed blocks in the morning now, your bed gets inspected. Wow. So what was the, um, whereabouts in England was it? This it's in Colchester, it okay. is. Because I was like a fucking war veteran already then, right, you know, <laughs> six, four months out there, five months, thinking I knows everything. I, I only had deserts, so everyone knows we're wearing greens now, the green camouflage, I had deserts. And then uh, we were doing this section attack and I started arguing with with the screw I was going well that's wrong you don't do that and he was going listen and I said well where have you been I started started arguing thinking I knew everything but I was right like I'll never get into an argument with anyone unless I know I'm right because I hate to be made to look a fool like I'm still like it now I would not get into an argument in my job I'm in unless I know I'm 200% right I don't want to be made to look stupid the thing is if you make him look stupid you're just going to get it worse though aren't you yeah that's what that (laughs) (laughs) we're using like a sow with like 13 of us but you're in there with the Navy as well, Marines, RAF, and it's really... What are the rest of the people in there for? What kind of thing are they in there like, for? Going AWOL and things oh, like that. Yeah. Or there was one guy in there who's in there for stealing a block of cheese from, <laughs> from the fucking... From, from the cookout one night. Uh, <laughs> right? Fucking... Well, I'll say that about a block of cheese. When we was at Bulford, me and my mate Brittany, fucking... We, we was on guard duty one week and all nicked the key for the kitchen and then we used to go in there every week on a Thursday and we brought packs and packs of bacon and cheese my mate used to come back to London and sell it <laughs> <laughs> like anything to make extra money and then anyway I got out of the glass house the day I got out was it down there? it was my 18th no my 21st birthday I spent it in there I thought, oh, this is memorable, isn't it? Like, I'll never forget this. But I flew back out the next day. Then we was at a camp called Camp. What, so you don't get kicked out of the army for that? No, I didn't. Be- only because my um, BK at my regiment, he wanted me to stay in. Like, they did want to kick me out. Was you, because did you I was get paid whilst you was in there? I did fine. Oh, I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Crime. Club. Then we moved to a camp called Camp Cherokee. Camp Cherokee is right in the heart of Basra, right on the Shadow Arm River. It was fucking. This camp, and we're getting closer down because we got hit that many fucking times. Like, by what? By fucking mortars, fucking RPGs. I was walking through there one day, me and this guy called Wardy. He was um, a mank lad. He's fucking. Um, he was like TA and he signed back up. He, he got told he had to go because obviously TA has to do so many hours. He was kind of like a dad to me, to be honest. He was like 40 odd. I was only like 18. 18, 20... No, I was... Yeah, I was 18, because I just turned 18, not 21. Like I said, I was 18. So we're walking through there, and this fucking cloud of smoke's appeared. 
And I've looked, and he's gone, looked at me with a nervous laugh and gone, run. And we've run, right? We're in the cookhouse, and the fucking camp's getting battered with fucking mortars. And I'm going, what the fuck is that? He said, we should be dead. He's going, he said, that was a, it was a 105 mortar shell. But where they hadn't um, set the fuse properly on top, it just landed. It's called a blind, but it doesn't go off. So no. we were just laughing. Another time, like, this is like in the infancy stages of the internet, like, where it's dial up. You'd be on the internet, like, for your fucking, just try and send an email for five minutes. If I could take you five minutes, especially like a caveman like me trying to die, fucking be there. I still like it now. And uh, all the windows are going through where mortars are landing. I was on a Sanger duty one night, because you had to do it once a month. In the Sangers around the camp? So yeah, what are Sangers? I don't even know. Oh, a Sangers like a protection thing like on the corner of a camp and things like that. And they made a main one like at the front gate. And it used to look down a big long road. This road was about a mile and a half. But then we had all barriers and that. So then they couldn't just drive in like and fucking blow us up. Try, try to with a suit or bomber or whatever. And when you say mortar, by the way, that's the thing where it's like... Um, they, they drop uh, it in and it goes... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. fires up. Yeah. So because it was in the artillery... I understand how, like, how an OP works. When you fire around from distance, like with a mortar and with artillery, it will land. But then you'll have an OP there, an observation post, and they'll be there and they'll be watching, and then they'll alter. Make adjustments. So. There you go, yeah, yeah. that's what they do, so then it gets closer. So I remember being there and I was there with this paddy cunt, and I fucking hated him. <laughs> and I stood with him in his sanger, and then boom, something lands like fucking about a mile down the road, right? And then the next thing's landed, it's landed a bit closer, and I'm like, look at him going. Look, so we're dying tonight, like making a joke of it, because you make a joke at these things. And then it's fucking getting closer and closer, and I'm just going, fuck. And then the next minute it's fucking stopped, but it was like, it's got a bit <laughs> It's like. What, and you just have to wait there? You, <laughs> you can't exactly run, can you? So you report it, and all the patrols go flying out, and then obviously they get scared off and they go. And like another time, a patrol went out of the back gate and fucking, uh, the next minute, from across the river. And then you, there was tracer rounds as well. A tracer rounds, like every fifth bullet's got like a red tip. And then at night time, it'll illuminate. So then like, when you're firing, you go, watch more tracer. And then wherever that's going, everyone has to fire that way. But we're getting shot at by them. Fucking all, I had a GPMG, right? You're supposed to fire, I think it's like, something like a thousand rounds, two thousand rounds, something like that through it and then changed the barrel I must have fired about five six thousand rounds for this fucking thing right it was glowing red right? and it's had a cook off which is where it's that hot the round goes in there and it just goes, it blew, blew up and then my fucking finger was just going pissing my blood but the adrenaline is like oh you've never experienced anything like it and then another time we was in a fucking snatch land rover because when we first got deployed out there we weren't prepared for it so we were using snatch laminals, what we were using predominantly in Ireland. So we weren't ready for these IEDs and everything because, you know, the IRA were using pipe bombs. These cuts are using proper RPGs because they've got it all there at their disposal. So we're escorting this civilian convoy and we're driving down and we're using the lead vehicle like that. And then the rear vehicle's at the back and we've got the convoy in the middle. And then, boom, we've got it with an RPG. It's gone through the commander's window, right? Fucking all stood on top cover like that, like just looking around, ragged around like a rag doll, right? It's like all stopped, like motion stopped, fucking D buses. The rear vehicles come flying up like that, with D bust, I've fucking got out, picks up the commander, his fucking head, mate, he's fucking hanging on, fucking holds him up, throws him in, gets him in there, fucking my mate, who's with me, I'm not gonna say his name, little Scottish lad, he was so, he, he couldn't pick him up, he weren't strong enough. 
So he could pick the driver up, so I goes around here, I picks him up and I'm holding his arm on like that. Fuck he throws him in the back and we're in the back of it, we're drawing back and I'm like giggling because <laughs> sounds weird when I say I'm giggling, but fucking it's just that's just what happened. They both died when we got back to camp. Fucking so hell. It makes you grow up, it does. It fucks you up in the air, it okay. does. Does it give you a joke in the game? I mean it's a bit of a tarty question, but does it give you a greater value for life when you see it being snatched like that? Nah. I, tell you one thing, it's better than any drug I've ever done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously, like I'll say that to people, the buzz you get, like, and then every country goes, oh, did you kill anyone? You know, anyone that ever says, okay, loads of them, did you fuck your lying little cunt? You don't know, unless, unless you're in the SNS or SBS, you don't know that you killed any cunt. If you're not well, going in doing... not even that close to you. Usually, exactly, right? if you're yeah. not going in doing room clearances, you don't know you killed anyone, right? If you're firing a mortar or a fucking artillery piece, yeah, you're killing people, but you... <laughs> But it's you as part of a team, you're putting it in there. So when people go, yeah, I'll shot loads of people. Mate, yeah. you're talking shit, mate. You you were stood on fucking guard at the airport the whole time. So, <laughs> you know, just fucking balance everywhere. In your experience, I know a lot of people like that who do give it that, that blank. That you do oh, try yeah, that. loads of them. I've got a mate, he, I'm still quite close with him. I'll go and meet him and that quite often. And we, we were in the army together. And then when we got out, he ended up going out, out to America, um, out to Afghan and Iraq, working as private security. And he fucking, he's done some dark shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's peeing that when they're double tapping people, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean double tap, obviously? Instagram. Like, like, <laughs> two bullets. That, yeah, so yeah, yeah, not yeah. Instagram. <laughs> not, not for fucking likes, put it that yeah, way. Yeah. Like, mm. They've been out there, like fucking, they're getting shot at, and they, they've fucking caught them, and they're fucking putting two bullets in their head straight away, like, ah, boom, boom. Yeah, don't execution, give a fuck. basically. Like, seriously don't care. Do um, you reckon you'd have the metal for that? Fucking should have. <laughs> I'm telling you. Fucking hell, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oi. 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 And then the second time I went to Iraq, fuck all happened, it was shit. We were based at Unkazar. You spend a lot of time at the American camps in fucking Qatar and that, and they got a fucking great life. They look after their soldiers. Like, you go in their cookhouse and it's like, you can help yourself to as much as you want. Like, you can have as many cans as Coke. We got paid for cans of Coke. <laughs> we get juice, cordial, typical British. We get cordial. That's it, that's it, right? Fruit one, and barley. <laughs> one glass of milk. That's all you're allowed, right? Damn, they've got everything. I mean, like, the selection they've got, like, we're allowed one choice. The British army, they've got it all. Sorts. We're like, we used to be like pikeys going in there, and we go in with like a cool box and they see it's all in the fridge. Going, got all kinds of coke in there, and they're just going, Yeah, it'll be so good. Did you get on with them then? They're all oh, right. yeah, they're all right. Like, they're the fucking idiots, they're clowns, but you know, like, but like Steven Spielberg, we watched, um, what did we watch? We watched The Last Star Wars, the third, well, the third one of the new ones. Spielberg give it to their army to watch like two weeks before the release mate like wow. as a to his oh, soldiers yeah, yeah. like we got Neil Razor Ruddock come out to visit us <laughs> with, with Bobby fucking Davro right? <laughs> we were at their camp when they had their fucking Bobby thing Davro. and guess who they had and he was at the peak of his thing they had Vince Vaughn mate my mate Graham thought he was clever as fucking goes oh are you Johnny Knoxville he went yeah Gary on my wayward club I don't start the fight, they both fucking start on me, not knowing that I'm with oh, yeah, other so let's people. let's go back to that, you spilt this drink and they've, they've tried to bollop you, is that right? Basically, there's loads of pushing and that in, a, in, in the toilet, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, sorry, and he's overreacting, I'm like, well, fuck it, do you know what I mean, it happens. And what's annoying is taking shit off someone you know you can just fucking do, like... So <laughs> it wasn't an old man, this geezer? No, nah, not really, his, his mate looked a bit fucking tasty, like, tattoos, big... They're both, like, older than us, though. Our friend, with a big nose... <laughs> He's a nosy cunt. Yeah, he's, 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 he's had all this pushing and shouting and that, and he's pushed the door open and seen this meeting, and then obviously <laughs> he, he's come in, and then it's all pushing, blah, 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 blah. And the guy with the tattoos has attacked my mate, and I've looked at the fella, and there's a split second, I thought, I'm not waiting to get punched. Boom, like, wear that. And, like, in hindsight, he's fucking... The first one's put him out, but he's out on his feet, and I've just, like, followed up with a few. And then on his way down like a fucking idiot I've, I've used my foot and that's what slams you but I'd like use my foot and his hip so I got his hip so it's not like I've kicked him in the head and it's literally like a pathetic like uh, it's not going to do him in the arm kick yeah, it yeah, yeah 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 yeah. it's more like a get the fuck away from me and as soon as I realise he's no longer a threat I'm off hey hey runners crime club I wanna know if you did that crime so I'm on bail and I, I say to my, my solicitor, I said, look, fucking, what am I looking at if I get found guilty? He said, look, you're looking at a six. I'm like, six years? Fucking hell. Ed's fallen off. I was like, look, what are they going to ask me? Like, what are you going to ask me? What should we say? He said, well, don't worry about that. He said, I want it to sound sincere. I don't want it to sound rehearsed. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? I was like, what? What, what? what do you mean? Like, fucking tell me something he was like look, no seriously look, you're, you're, you'll come across well like don't let it seem rehearsed so fucking I'm going in there like never been in court or anything before obviously you have to go magistrates and you, you throw your plea in and it's too severe for magistrates so you have to go crown my mate's gone guilty so he's on tag so every two days you do on tag 
is one day off your sentence. It's like, what's the charge with yeah, that? Yeah. What do you get charged with? Section 18, so GBH with intent. Yeah, we both did. So okay. I've got not guilty to the intent because I didn't know the fella. I, I don't use any weapons. I had two glasses in my hand. I put them down. He started it. He started it. I've simply reacted to a fucking situation that he put me in. Bearing in mind, I used to go to this pub all the time. I used to sneak in there when we were like 16 over the wall. I've been going out all the time. Never no bit of trouble. Anyway, so not guilty, not guilty. Take trial, this old fucking horrible judge. Every time the uh, prosecution is saying something, the victim's family is like reacting, oh, like doing all this shit. And obviously that is potentially influential to the jurors. What happened to the geezer was, and, 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 no, and I don't blame him for do, I don't blame him for doing this, yeah, because who's to say, I'll, I don't know if I would. But in this country, if you lay on thick that your injuries, right, you get a lot yeah, more money, claim. you get big, big money compensation. Yeah. And so basically his solicitors were said to him, if you, the higher category he gets, meaning the more, more jail I get, the more money he gets. So he's laid it on thick. Like, That's oh, a cunty move though, isn't it? Yeah, 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 he's laid yeah, it on thick saying, oh, like, I can't remember where I laid my tools, I don't know where yeah. anything is, I can't work. What's my name? Where, where, where. Who's with that? Cry, cry <laughs> Bearing in mind, I know for a fact, he was out a few weeks later, starting on some of our other mates, like, oh, yeah, giving it the fucking bigger. So he's obviously a cop, right? And, uh, yeah, so the day of the trial, I'm not allowed to see him. And they send me out whilst he comes what, to does his, his thing. thing. Yeah, so I'm outside, <laughs> and all I can hear is like this clicking, like metal thing where they're constructing some sort of uh, some sort Frank. of barrier, so I can't see him. But all I can hear is metal, and I'm thinking, oh my god, he's coming in on crutches or something <laughs> fucked up. Like, what is that sound? Come, coming in like, like Stephen Hawking. Like, 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 what is that sound? <laughs> beep, beep. And apparently, he's had like his hair shaved proper short and that, so they can all see the scar on his head. Yeah, yeah, milking it, milking it anyway. Like, I gave like the best account of myself I could, said that I never intended to hurt him. The weird thing about trial is you're like an observer that everyone speaks on your behalf, you don't really get addressed that much. Like, I can fully understand. Yeah, you've got to listen, haven't you? Yeah, 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 and you're like, what do I stand up now? Like, stand up there. It's all, <laughs> mate, it's really, like, really weird. Anyway, I get found guilty, I get bailed for a day. My solicitor actually does something decent, and he's like, look some sort of sympathy thing get his affairs in order can he have a day this is like on a Wednesday so I'll get bailed Thursday for sentencing on Friday so like I'll walk home after being found guilty like head fucked kind of thing I have like last night with my missus and her kid and then in for the Friday for sentencing now and he's like look you'll be able to get your life back on track after what, whatever blah 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 10 years and I've literally gone what? Like, and, and as he's gone 10 years, the victim's family's like, yes! Like that. And one of my friends had turned around, said something, and uh, he's got sent out the fucking thing right away. Yeah, 10 years, and my mate's got six years. The rest of it's a bit of a blur. You go behind the thing, they take you. I took a bag in with nowhere near what I fucking needed. It took like a bag to go. I knew I was going to say, so I've been found guilty. They process you, and you, yeah, barrister comes down. And he's like, "Look, we're, we're, we're gonna fucking, uh, we're gonna appeal that. We're gonna appeal that. That's mental, kind of thing." And then processed, and then on the sweat van or the sweat box, this fucking van, yeah. There's, you get like a cubicle, and you just get a shelf. No cushion, is it? You get a shelf. <laughs> there's no seat belt, and also the wall in front of you isn't enough distance away. Isn't like my legs are longer than the distance it is away, so I can't even really fucking sit in it properly. <laughs> so I'm like this. And then you're driving out, you just get this little blacked out window, and I'll see one of the jurors. 
And then that's from there, I'll fall asleep. I'll sleep the whole way. I'll barely been sleeping like before, obviously stressed and that. And I sat the whole way, and I woke up like in the as we're pulling in into the jail. And Exeter, welcome to Exeter. You look Exeter is a mad jail. It's fucking like right in the city centre. There's a train station next. Yeah. It's like fucking Debenhams, House of Fraser, there's, whatever. There's a blocks of flats opposite it. Yeah, yeah. It's all you student, won't, yeah, there's you all won't want to live there. Like, yeah, you can hear them all out. You ever get released from it? You come out and you go, what the fuck? Wait, funnily enough, I said, Bristol, 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 and you get put in this holding cell thing. You go in there and they give you like a fucking microwave meal thing. I'll get in there. I'm wearing a suit. I'm, me and my co are like the only people in a suit. There's some fucking smackhead, cold turkey on the bench. Like, Have you got anything, mate? No, they're like, miss, miss, put me through. I need my script. Like, I need my script. Oh. Pirates are sent to Big Bit Drugman, and both his and Dave's jail time is covered in volumes two and three coming later in the series. Next week's episode involves absolutely zero crime in the traditional or legal sense, but does involve a prank gone too far. Follow Crime Club and get involved on Patreon for very cheap, very sexy bonus content. Link to all that in the description. Until next time, keep it really real. Jumpers and bags Buy a tank top Ooh, ooh, baby Fucking tank top Get it all now Get your tank top at www.podcastmerch.co.uk Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.